Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Well, hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's Debbie Matthews on Three Dudes with a View. It's so good to hear and see and talk to everyone this morning. Uh, Delk and Clayton, which is dude number two and dude number three, they're out sick. Isn't that right, Coach Mike? Yeah, that was the message I got uh, this morning that uh, both of them are kind of feeling a little under the weather, decided to take the safe road and stay home and, and try to figure out what's going on and hopefully get better and be here yeah. back here tomorrow well they say you know i said they i said what do you think it is because i know clayton had had a child with strep but he said he thinks it's either flu or covid so we don't know which one so as the saying goes um you know wash your hands say your prayers jesus and germs are everywhere so hopefully and, they're doing that that's awesome and on from our end the uh, show must go the on. show must go on <laughs> and so it's like okay and so we do have Jim York. Jim, can you hear us? Jim? Jim, you need to unmute. Uh, I had to mute you a while ago. Good so Jim, morning. Oh, there he now? is. Yay! So dude all number right. one, Jim York, welcome, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome all. So you, welcome heard, all. you heard that Clayton and Delk are sick. So Yeah, I think Clayton and Delk just want a fishing day. They're probably out on the bank <laughs> of the river with a bottle of Dickel and, and two flasses and trying to knock it out. Maybe. Maybe. That probably would kill everything, so that would not yeah, be a bad idea. There's something that sounds appealing to that. But, you know. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Just to have a day to fish and sip a little whiskey or something. Could be good, good for the throat at least. But we um, we are joined by our state rep Scott Sapicki. Scott, so good to see you this morning. Hello, everybody. Good morning. You've got great news for us, we and do. I'm so thrilled that you're in here. Thank you. This morning, good to see you. Thank you very much. You look great. <laughs> Thank you very much. You look much. great. And uh, but listen, tell the news. This is big for Murray County. So as you know, we've been struggling in Southern Middle Tennessee, all the way from uh, Murray County, all the way over to Jackson of the big black hole in broadband. And the state of Tennessee has allocated millions and millions of dollars for broadband expansion to underserved areas. Well, finally, we got the news this week that Murray County was awarded their grant uh, from the state of Tennessee, $17 million, plus $3 million from United Communications, plus a a, a partial match from the county commission that they've already pledged. Right. Uh, We'll be increasing broadband coverage to 4,000 homes in Murray County. Uh, and it'll be completed by the twenty three twenty four year. So is this hard is this hard wiring like spectrum or whatever? Tell us how this works. Well, I think the option is with communi- uh, United Communications. Okay. However, they can most effectively serve as many people as they can. Okay. If they can do it by satellite, they'll do it by satellite or by wire. If not, it'll, if they can do it uh, economically, feasibly through the, through the ground, ground is better. 
yeah. or, or cable. Cable is it's better best, because yeah. it's, it's more reliable. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, you can run the trunk lines down roads and then spur off of them accordingly. So uh, one of the things we had during the pandemic was a lack of broadband for these kids when they went home. Right. And right. so now we're going to be able to expand it to 4,000 more homes. Once this uh, grant is all used up, uh, I've, I've heard from the uh, General Assembly that we're going to come back with another grant and continue to process until we have all all Tennesseans as possible uh, that have broadband access. So as a realtor... Hey, Scott, how, how, how much of that money is federal money doing this project? Uh, th- I believe this, none of it, sir. It's all state money. Well, uh, didn't didn't uh, the last bill have a lot of broadband development in from the federal government? Yeah, that was the ESSER funds that came down from the federal government, and then we, we did our own program, too, to expand that even further. So now we could gain even further reach with, with the broadband okay, money. So you did get some federal money, though, right? Yes, but, broadband. This, yeah, okay. but this, this $17 million is not part of that. That's okay. That's good to note. So as well, a, that's good. You yeah. get some additional coverage. Absolutely. You know, I was in the telecommunications business, so I understand out in the rural areas you don't get coverage like you do in the city. Well, and I will tell you as a realtor, everybody's working from home now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when they go to look at a property, the very first thing they want to know is, does this have high speed internet here? Am I going to be able to work? Are my kids going to be able to mm-hmm. be on? I mean, this is this is a game changer economically for the rural areas. You well, know, well, you know, you. But, Ahead, you yeah. say the grants, Scott, but where, where, what pot of money did that come out of to develop, to continue to develop broadband? The fe- the, the, the state coffers, surpluses I mean, that we've what, had. What 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 state coffers? What is it, surplus money? Or yes, sir. What? Yeah. Yes, sir. We, uh, over the last few years, we're running about a $3 billion surplus. And so we've allocated some of that money to address some of the needs that Governor Lee and the General Assembly has thought that have been some of our shortcomings in Tennessee is being able to get broadband access to as many people as we can. And I think what really pushed that over the edge was the the pandemic where kids were going home trying to do school or, or parents were going home and trying to work out of the house and they, right. were, they were not successful doing it. If you remember during the pandemic, uh, we had these little hot spots by the police cars right. and, and around schools that you, you'd go to the school parking lot and you'd see cars parked everywhere. And that was kids without broadband do, doing their homework. See, that's just... Well, it's a good deal. You know, broadband, you can communicate and go to school and you do those things. Those that want to do remote learning, but it's good for business also. Businesses can do a lot uh, when they've got access to computer and the Internet. Well, Well, Mr. York, one of the things that we found up in Nashville was during the pandemic, everybody went home, right? And so as a state, we found it very economical that we saved hundreds of millions of dollars with these buildings not being occupied, these state buildings. And so if you go to the state of Tennessee website looking for a state job right now, it lists the option to work from home. Isn't that awesome? Well, it it creates, and I don't know how to, I'm going to try to be careful when I say this, it creates an opportunity for moms to be moms. Well, yeah. They can still work. They can still earn their paycheck. Right. But they can still be at home with their kids. Or dads that do that. Or dads. Well, the the dads to work from home and... You know, well, let's look at our farmers. Mm-hmm. Just to have the marketability with their internet mm-hmm. makes them global. Mm-hmm. It makes businesses global wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question: How many more homes do we need other than just these? These? Uh, what? How far is this going to take us to complete the need in Murray County? I think this puts us somewhere around eighty, eighty-five percent coverage now. Okay. So, in the next rollout of the next grant, we're hoping to probably close that gap to probably ninety-seven, ninety-eight percent. Okay. There's going to be some people that live down a 
three mile long road that may may have inter, inter, intermittent access to it because of just the terrain we have. Right. You know, you started getting up into Santa Fe with all the hills and valleys. You know, unless you've got a hard line running there, it's going to be very difficult to get you a, a clear signal through yeah. a satellite. But uh, I, the goal is is that you just continue to work and, and get as many homes as you can to have broadband access. And what's really crazy is you get even west of Murray County, uh, you know, towards Perry County, it, it even gets worse. They're, they're in like maybe yeah. the teens or twenty percent coverage range. I know. Well, so and, and that and that hurts economic development. It hurts everything. It hurts everything. Scott, are you familiar with you know the the Congress passed about sixty five billion for broadband infrastructure development? Do you know how much Tennessee got right off right off the bat there? Off the top of my head, I do not know Miss York, but for some reason, when you said that, I want to say something like three billion, some like that. It just that, that number just kind of pops into my head. I, I don't know why, but three out of sixty-three. Yeah. No, I mean the, the whole nation. That I think they had sixty-five billion. Sixty-five billion. Congress yeah, passed the so infrastructure he's bill. He's saying that so we I'm got just three. What, what did Tennessee get? I, I, for some reason, Mr. York, I think the word I think three billion popped into my head when you said that. Uh, we got a more significant portion because we have less broadband coverage in our state. Right. States that, you know, uh, your, your northern states like New York and stuff like that, they're pretty much covered themselves. But uh, as you get into the flyover states, there's a lot of lot, lot of holes. And the structure of the state geographically, you got valleys yeah. and peaks, you know, and when mm-hmm. you get down the valley, sometimes if you don't have a tower near, you, you get no reception, mm-hmm. you know. And that, and that was parts of Parts of Centerville is like that, you know, you're just yeah. dead. And, well, I, and that's correct. Just, uh, again, I cannot stress, as a realtor, the very first thing people say when they're buying a home, they want to get out as far as they can, have as much land as they can to to be where they're, they are. But the very first question is, do I have Internet service here so I can work from home mm-hmm. or my family's going to be connected? And I've seen so many properties, beautiful properties, that have been completely eliminated because they didn't have that. So especially like out in Bethel, mm-hmm. which you would think is like seven miles or eight miles from Leapers Fork, but the cell service there is crappy and the Internet service is iffy, you know. So between this and maybe Elon Musk Starlink, Link, which mm-hmm. is a satellite thing that that's going to be able to connect a lot of people. So how exciting this is. It's real big news. I want to give a big shout out to the county commission. And there's a lot of citizens uh, uh, who took initiative here mm-hmm. uh, to get letters of support. Yeah, Rita Parks worked her butt off on this. She did a great job al- along with others to make sure that, that this grant, we, we put our best foot forward in Murray County. And I'm glad that the uh, relationship we have with the state is solid and they, they rewarded us with this money. Yeah, it's so exciting. Well, thank you for the good job. Now, you're going to take some school kids around the legislature today. Where are yes. they from? Uh, White White Oak Academy. White Oak, I know. The, White Oak uh, Academy. Yes, uh, yes. They're coming up to the General Assembly. Uh, we're going to give them a tour of the Capitol, uh, and then we're gonna, I'm going to do a little presentation to them on the House floor and talk to them about the significance of that of that building. <laughs> and awesome. uh, we always let the kids stand in the well, and, and the well is where I present a bill from, mm-hmm. because you get to look down at the floor and you can see the feet of the greats of Tennessee. See that stood there before you, the oh, Polks, wow. the Jacksons, et cetera, et cetera. And so, one of those children are grow up, going to grow up with great dreams of serving somewhere. We know it did for us when we were kids. Mm-hmm. When we got to tour those things, or got our blue book in the mail, and how that smelled, and to look at all the legislators mm-hmm. in there, so cool. So, well, congratulations on that. I'm glad you're doing that today. That's good. good this stuff. is an off season for you. You're not supposed to be doing that stuff. No, no, no. There's no off season in this part time. <laughs> what, what is the term off season? 
season. I know. <laughs> so we've got. I've got to go to Nashville. Also, we've got a we got a meeting today. We're we're having a, a conversation. I'm on the insurance committee, and what we found out was uh, three years ago, we did the ten care shared savings plan, right? Which basically. What we all want as a state, don't tell us how to spend the money, just block grant it down to us and let us determine how to run it. And we've we've done it very, very efficiently to the point where we've expanded coverage for t- Tennesseans with TennCare and we've improved the number of co- of, of um, things that are covered for them to, to uh, make our health better in Tennessee. And we've saved roughly about $250 million. Now we're going to turn that $250 million back into TennCare, expand more coverage because we know what's coming with the Roe v. Wade. We're going to have more, more women needing health care, and we're going to need we're going to need more health care for children being for born. Children. Yeah. And so we're going to make sure that we have the money in place and we have the, the doctors and the coverage ready to go to give these kids when they're born the best opportunity to succeed in their life. That's fantastic. Hey, Scott, what, what do you think about Lindsey Graham's new proposal of 15-week abortion ban? No. You don't think it's going to fly? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, because all the other stuff stays in the bill. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no exceptions for uh, rape, incest, and all of that. I mean, I, th- that's the debate, Mister York. We're all going to have is you know you talk about rape, incest. You know, you're talking about the very lowest percentage of abortions that are performed, and it, and it is a, a legitimate concern. But as far as I know, it still doesn't make that baby any less a baby. And so, you know, we're, we're going to protect life. I'm going to protect life the best I can. And um, but but when these children are going to have to are going to be born, we're going to make sure that we have a safety net for them uh, that, that's going to be there to protect them to make sure that they can have the best life possible. Amen. Amen. So, so that's exciting. And I, I know I have a list of added up things that I want to tell you hey can we look at this can we mm-hmm. look at this so hopefully we can get together on that before the session starts what day does the session start uh roughly january 15th uh but it's right around the corner everybody's up there writing legislation right now i know they are i know they are well yeah. great work yes thank you good luck on your election we're rooting for you on november the 8th you know that appreciate it and uh it's going to be a good election season i hope, hope so. so but be safe going into town thank and you. we're going to take a break have a great day everybody Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. 
We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. He's we gonna do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch a bandit run. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's Debbie Matthews on Three Dudes with a View. I normally am a special guest on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but today Clayton and Delk are both down with the crud, and we're not quite sure what's going on with them, but we're sending out best wishes and healing thoughts because I know that they're listening out there in their bed, and we're trying to do them uh, justice here this morning. Uh, But I've got my friend Jim York. Jim, you there? Dude number one, Jim York, are you there? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning, Jim. It's, yep, it's yes, good you. morning, everybody. It's you and me, Jim. So, how are you That's feeling this morning? the duel of the day. The duel of the day. <laughs> so, how are you doing? Are you feeling okay? i got a question to ask you, Dad. What is it? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Good. Just chipper. Um, you know, the past election, y'all had two... Uh, minorities running, uh-huh. and none of them got any kind of votes of substantial. What what happened there? Why didn't the Republican Party support them? 
I don't know why you're saying we didn't support them. Uh, they were all endorsed through the Republican convention, and we uh, bought signs and shirts and palm cards for them, so we helped them financially that way. I think it was an average of between 700 and and $1,000 a candidate that we helped with merchandise and things like that. And Anson Anderson came within, I think, that's, 40. That's all well and good. I think, he, I, think he, I think he came within 45 votes of his opponent and that was uh i guess the commission or the school board district three which is normally a democratic uh district and i told him i said anson this is going to be tough are you sure you want to run as republican because being a democrat in this this district would probably serve you better but uh he had joined the republican party uh year prior to the convention in 2020 and he wanted to run as a Republican I don't think Anson knocked on doors which you have to door knock if you want to win you got to get out and that's your job is to campaign but we've supported in every other way every other way Bernard Bernard um, what is Bernard's well, lesson Thomas Natisha Brooks Nat- Natisha Brooks was clearly the best candidate. Oh, Natisha well, Brooks Natisha was clearly left, the best she candidate left of here, the nine that was running. Well, she, she left, hardly got any votes. She left here. Uh, she left here as the winner of the debate. That was for sure. Her and Jeff Byerlon. That's all anybody was talking about was Natisha Brooks. But you know, TV carries a lot of weight, Jim. You know those commercials. I mean, it it carries a lot of weight. Natisha's going to be around a long time. She's got a new radio show herself which is great. So, but I love Natisha Brooks. I love her. She did great. You know, it just was a crowded field and you had a whole lot of money in the top 3 spots, right? A whole lot of money. And uh those a, lo- a lot of money helps you carry messages. And so that's where it was where people were trying to determine who could win. Well, Winstead didn't win either. You know, he had the most money. I think he Winstead had the most money, but he didn't win either. Yeah, they were all very comparable in money at the top. Um, So, yep. I mean, when you get in that, and and even as the Murray County Republican chairman, you know, when I walked into that booth, there was my heart tugging at me of who I wanted to vote for in my heart, and then do you go who do i cast my vote for who's more likely to win how do i do this you know i think there was a lot of of that going on so but so, uh, so you were saying that uh Natisha brooks wasn't likely to win so there was no way people were going to vote for her, well right? but you don't know who i voted for i could have voted for Natisha. depends on who my I heart did, i didn't say heart. who you <laughs> right. voted for i'm saying I'm saying that there's a lot of people, if you had a crowded field of nine, Jim, in the Democratic primary, and that you were going in, then you would go, okay, my heart loves this person, but does this person have an opportunity to win? And if not, do I cast my vote with somebody else that has has a shot? There, That's what I heard, that people agonized over that. And I think a lot of people waited till Election Day because they just had not decided you know they had not decided but there was a I was just I was just curious Debbie because I was just curious because you promoted them uh you know when they came on the program and, yep. and what happened behind the scenes nobody knows but yeah. uh they Well there were three people really I think running and come up, winning, commi- well in in county commission 1 I think uh Bernard Thomas was uh 
was one of the three, maybe there were four in that race, two Republicans and two uh, independents or a Democrat. And uh, so, you know, it all comes back to everybody. We can fund your race. We can help you with your race. But it comes down that you have to campaign. You have to go door to door. You have to ask for those votes. And sometimes your name recognition maybe not carry over somebody has another relationship with somebody you just don't know yeah one of one of the best examples of somebody who did outwork outwork the situation was kip capley kip capley worked uh, he worked tires you're talking about going out and door knocking Uh and stuff like that he you know he he went out and and made his name recognizable and and a lot of times and, and i know when i go in to vote uh you know, name recognition is one at least uh, gives me the. Right. At, at least I look at them and right. think about them. Well, you know, if right. I don't recognize the name, then why would I even pay attention right. to them? Well, and another, I also think another person that did that, Mike, was Carl McCullum. We mm-hmm. had two Republicans in uh, uh, county commission. I think it was four, the district four. Uh, Connie Green was an incumbent. They had appointed Daryl Martin. As uh, to fill in for someone whose term had expired, I think Matthew White when he left. So Daryl had been appointed to come in, so he was rerunning. But Carl McCullum came in as an independent, um, uh, independent candidate, and of course Carl had had name recognition because he was a city council person for a long while. But at the end of the day, Carl McCullum worked. Carl McCullum, I believe, went to every house three times and door knocked. He was relentless, and so he won it. You know, it didn't matter another, if it was a deer or not. Another issue, at least uh, with uh, Letitia, uh, was with me, at least. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's I had limited exposure sometimes, but I felt like she was very passionate about the things that she was that she was up on. I did not hear enough of a broad range of things, a broad range of topics, a broad range of issues from her that made me feel that she was quite ready for the situation that she was going to walk into. Yes, the the the, the focus on her on on uh, the school, you know, the homeschool situation, the focus mental on health. mental health That's and stuff like thing. that. She was very passionate, very articulate mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. and did a great job of presenting herself, presenting that argument, but I didn't hear anything about much of anything else. And so it was okay, I just don't know where she's where she is on this and what she can do with this and so that kind of led me another direction and, and stuff but like you said i as far as a person i thought i you know i, I enjoyed talking with her I enjoyed having her here at the at the studio the the, the couple of times that she was here and and, and stuff and what she well, did I, talk about and what she did know about and what she did talk uh-huh. about yes well very articulate I, very passionate i actually about think jim i think natisha was on the radio probably more than any other candidate mm-hmm. don't you think i think we had her on at least three or four times but again at the debate Everybody le- left with Natisha Brooks on their mouth. They loved her. They really did. So, so and I, I think yeah, but no votes. All oh, that's good. Yeah, I love you, but if I don't vote for you, it doesn't count. Yeah. So, so did you did did you vote on a Democratic uh, ballot, Jim, or did you pull a Republican ballot for that election? I'm a Stone cold Democrats yeah, all the some, way. But some people did. They're stone cold Democrats that voted a Republican primary ballot this time. I'm noticing when I'm looking well, at these that, rosters. So I didn't know if maybe you crossed that you wanted to vote for Natisha and and um, do a vote. 
for her. So, um, but I, I, I don't see a place for me in the GOP. Oh, I think I think you're a little bit more conservative than you know, Jim. But anyway, <laughs> I, I want to ask you something this morning. No, no. Now, this is what. So yesterday they have this big festival on the White House lawn about the Inflation Reduction Act. Meanwhile, the market's crashing and inflation mm-hmm. actually went up 0.1 percent. And they had James Taylor singing Fire and Rain, which I didn't know how that fit in. But what just chapped my keister yesterday was. Our president forgot to get a mail-in ballot for his uh, Delaware primary. And the White House lawn was blocked, so they couldn't land the helicopters there. So he took his full escort to the Air Force base, and he took Air Force One for 50 miles. And then there he had his full entourage again of his um, cars to go vote. Then he dropped off by his house, and then he took Air Force One back to D.C., which is 50 or 60 miles away. They said the plane alone cost $177,000 for that one little trip, in addition to Secret Service and all the other things. That is something that just the waste of money when it could have been held by an absentee vote, which is what should have happened. You know, that's that's just mismanagement period of public funds. That's what drove me crazy yesterday. You know, it's just it's it's almost as bad as the two it's all it's almost as bad as the two hundred and thirty some thousand two hundred and thirty some trips to golfing when uh, the past administration was in office, huh? Well, all of them are are guilty of going golfing, Jim. Because we can look at Obama, we can look at all of them. As long as they're staying within their vacation time. Yeah, but you know, he didn't make no. He didn't make two hundred and thirty trips in the golf course. Uh, I will differ with that. George Bush took a lot of time well, as vacation know, and months and months and months and months. We gonna talk about waste. Look, we Jim, this could have been a 50-cent stamp. Uh, this could have been a 50-cent stamp on an absentee ballot. And said uh, he took Air Force One, Air Force One, 50 miles, okay? This is, this is, I, I just, my head just exploded. It's not even warming up in 50 miles. I know, I know. <laughs> so $177,000 that could have gone to broadband, could have gone to something else we're spending on. Silly things like this, you know. Yeah, so. well, he got sixty-five billion for broadband, and you know he's he shoveled it out to the states, and I think that was a little disingenuous that uh, Witchcomb said it's all Tennessee money, probably federal money. You know, Tennessee doesn't give up much money to help very many actions unless some money's behind it. So the thing, though, Jim, is federal money is Tennessee money. We spend a lot of our money to the feds for it to come back down here. So it just doesn't magically get created at the federal level. We don't send it. We we get more money back than what we send, Debbie. Um, Well... As as we should, because we don't have a state income tax that we get to write off our well, our know, income tax. You know what? The union's problem. That's the state. Oh, really? Problem. Well, California gets to. They say, "Oh, I'm going to pay my federal taxes, but I'm going to take this big deduction for state income tax." So they send actually less to the federal government because they get the write off of it for a state income tax. Well, so I don't I'm, want to talk I'm not about gonna, that. I'm not going to sit here and complain about not having a state income tax. No, I'm not I, complaining. I, that, no, that, I'm complaining <laughs> that Cal. Wait, Mike, you misunderstood. 
understood. I, they, well, no, I misunderstood no. a lot of people too, probably. <laughs> my, they, the state of California, a person gets their state taxes written off, which means they send less to the federal government. Here, we're sending all of ours to the federal government, mm-hmm. which is fine with me. I don't want a state income tax, but I don't want California to say, oh, we send more money to the federal government than you do uh, per person, because well, you get I, you a know, big old write-off on it on I your I grew taxes. up in Oklahoma that, yeah. that, in Oklahoma that does have a state income tax, and um, I don't remember, you know, I, yes, I remember getting a credit. I don't remember getting 100% credit on it and, and stuff like that, but uh, there was some credit. I think you do credit. get a credit, yeah. Yeah, some, it was, yep. it was a leveled credit. It wasn't, it wasn't 100% credit, but. Uh, but I don't think that um, you should, I don't think that your federal return should get your state income tax written off. I, that, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's, we all have to send it in. So Tennessee is paying more than their fair share going in. And so I'm really wanting to protect the people of Tennessee to get their money back because we don't get the tax write off and we don't want to, but that means more of our money is going straight to the federal government. And it better be used wisely instead of $177,000 for a 50-mile trip in Air Force One because that money left somebody's pocket here in Middle Tennessee, period. Air Force One show took off to a lot of golf courses, Debbie. I didn't hear one peep out of y'all when that was happening. So, Jim, are we t- <laughs> are we talking about how many times Biden has been on vacation right now? No, I'm talking. Are we about talking about the federal funds that are Trump, building this Trump wall around his house? Of course. Well, let's talk I'm, about the wall that we're building around Biden's house right now. Well, you know How about that's that. Personal, that's his. No, personal, no, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. this is being paid for by taxpayers' money. Decision. No, this was the Department of Homeland Security. They're building a wall around him with federal funds on his well, home. So, so it must let's, be on government property. No. It's not. It's his personal home that they're building a wall around that's, with that's money. Another, yes. So another conspiracy thought, you know? Yeah, my tin hat must be tilted this morning because it's uh, right on it. I'm telling <clears throat> you. Let me, let me change the subject. What do you think about this constable that got arrested doing his swearing in in Murray County? You know, I don't know a lot about it. He had used a wrong address, right? Well, it just said falsification of the records. I understand that he gave a wrong address of where he lived. Uh, yeah, and a I wrong address, and then it, the, when they found the actual address, it was outside his area or yeah. something like that. I'm, yeah. I'm not absolutely positive about that, but I think that's what the, the, gist, funny. the, the gist of the yeah. of the whole problem well, was. Well, we need to ask Brent Cooper about that because you know I'm not sure exactly how that went down. So we'll have to find out about that. Jim, what are you thinking about it? Well, I just think uh, you know it should he should have been arrested if he falsified documents, you know. Well, I think that he has been. It seems like that, Mr. Medina. I've there seems like Mr. Medina. I had there's something else that's gone on in the past that his name has come up somehow. So anyway, so we're going to take a break, and uh, y'all come back to the people that are still standing with no flu. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one of a kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. How about a win? How about a win? How about a win with top prizes? How about a bid for a win and a play for quick bucks? How about a win? About a win with a win and a bid for $1, $2, $5, $10 quick games, the best cash games around. How about a win? About a win with a win and sold at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Try the new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. They're loaded with top prizes from $50 up to $5,000. Get them before they're going, going, gone. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. One lucky Powerball player will ring in the new year with a million-dollar win. Powerball's New Year's Rockin' Eve VIP experience is back with a chance for you and a guest to score the trip of a lifetime to New York City for New Year's Eve. Win exclusive access to epic events and a chance to be the first Powerball millionaire of 2023. Announced live on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Enter your Powerball tickets at tnviprewards.com by October 30th. The Tennessee Lottery. Please play responsibly. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's grilling and chillin' season, and Hiller is giving away backyard freebies all September. This month, when you upgrade to a new tankless water heater, we'll give you a free Yeti Tundra cooler, or get a free Traeger grill with any new whole home generator. And we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 48 months on select new HVAC system replacements. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm east bound up, watch on bandit run.
Well, hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's Debbie Matthews on Three Dudes with a View. I'm normally a guest uh, person on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but today I guess I'm leading the parade because Delk and Clayton are both sick with the croup. But I do have dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you, Jim? Good morning, Deb. Good morning, listening audience. And, of course, we got Coach Mike here that's taking care of the board and takes care of us. So good morning. How are you all doing? We're doing good. So hope uh, Delton and Clayton will be back tomorrow. we yeah. sorry that they're feeling a little Cuny. down and out. But, uh, Cuny, again, yeah. better better safe than sorry. That's Stay right. Stay home, take care of yourself, get stronger, and get back. That's right. So you can get back in the saddle and, and do things like you normally do. And don't let it uh, don't let it get worse, that's for sure. Hey, Jim, I just pulled up a couple of things. One is I pulled up how many vacation days that people took. So um, they didn't have the exact count on this article with Trump, but they were saying that he probably was going to take more than Obama. But they said Obama Obama took 328 vacation days in eight years. And the next one said George W. Bush took 1,020 vacation days in eight years. So that's three years' worth of days, right? It's 365 days in a year. And George what did W. Trump took a th- take in one year. Well, this article was written like at, right after he started. They said he was probably on pace to have more days gone than Obama, but they didn't have an exact day. So they started with Obama at 328 days in eight years. So that was almost a full year of vacation days in eight years. And then Bush, uh, George W. took 1,020 vacation days in eight years. So that's almost three years worth of vacation days. Bill Clinton took 345 vacation days in eight years. So again, almost a year's worth of vacation time. Well, that's about that's about right then, huh? I don't two, know. Is two that, Democrats take about 300 days, and I doubt if that's great. I don't so know George George H.W. Bush took 543 days in his one term. So he had over a year of vacation. What's the source, What's the source Let of that? Let me see. Um, it came up on a website. Um, the article was just presidential vacation, which commander-in-chief took the most time off. Um, and I'm, I'm not seeing the source uh wait associated press it was the ap okay so anyway that's interesting because you think about you know if we go back to herbert walker george herbert walker he he did a one-year term but he took 543 days off in four years so that was like a year and a half off in vacation days out of four years it's just interesting to look at but back to what we were talking about before then was the wall around biden's house so i just pulled this and president biden um has uh, a he has a wall going up around his house on Rehoboth Beach in Delaware, and it is taxpayer funded, and uh, it's currently spending five hundred thousand dollars of taxpayer money to construct the barrier wall around his vacation property there. So, so well, we got a lot of spending going on. That's for sure. Well, that's good. You know, it's going to protect the president while he's on vacation. You know. <laughs> Well, he's got Secret Service for that, too, right? And they've got probably well, you know, all of the a, NORAD is probably circling above in fighter carriers to make sure nothing happens. Well, you know, it's, it's, yes. it's on a public beach. But don't area, you think so. we need to have a southern border instead of a border around nah. the house? I mean, nah, nah. I thought walls didn't work, Jim. So obviously they think that they're going to work there for the president in Delaware, well, walls but not are at not the border. Working. 
Uh, you know, they're climbing the, the design of the wall that Trump did uh, a day after he put it up in some sections, so it's not working. What we need to do is get together and have a, a good plan for the northern border and the southern border. And and we can you're never gonna stop everything. There's no. you know a wall is just as good as the people that's outside of it. It's just like a house. You know, people breaking houses every day. They got locks on the door, but it doesn't stop people from breaking in. I still think there needs to be a wall at the southern border. Full wall, all the way. And then well, you that, know, they're they're getting drugs, you know, and all kind of stuff with what we got. Yes, we need to beef it up, but we need to be serious about what we're doing. You know, do you realize that there are parts of the wall that have been paid for by taxpayers' dollars, just laying there in Texas on the ground, and that Greg Abbott went to the federal government and said, "This the state of Texas will finish pa- building this wall. Can we just use the materials that have already been paid for?" And the federal government said no you cannot and that, use them and, and he shouldn't be involved in that if it's a federal project it's a federal project well, they, but the thing is Nixon is that the federal government federal. is MIA on this Jim and so you've got Texas having to deal with a unfettered illegal immigration coming in at full throttle and Greg Abbott is trying to figure out how to handle this and save his citizens from an onslaught of just I'm telling you, when one month you've got 15,000 juveniles coming across the border, one month they have to be educated, they've got to be housed. I mean, this is a this is a crisis. I think the total now since Biden has been in office has been a total of 5 million that they've counted so That's far. That's the new workforce of That's America. That's a whole city Build. of Atlanta. Okay? That's the new workforce for America. Get over it. I mean, we uh, need okay. people to fill jobs right now. Let them come over. Put them in an asylum position. So, Jim, let's have them at your house and you work. pay for them. How about that? Since you want me to get over it, how about doing that? How about having them at your house? Come on. Bring them on up here. Put them here. You feed and fund them. This is what you want. You tell me to get over Those it. Those people nope. are in dire straits of having a better life. And if we don't want that to happen, we need to go tear that Statue of Liberty down in New York. I don't want us to be so open-minded. The I don't want asylum. us to be so open-minded our brains fall out, okay? We have to have an, a legal immigration policy where we know who's coming so in and how GOP, many. Why don't the GOP partner with the Democrats and sit down and hash it out? Because the you Democrats know, they, want... They leave it to if the Democrats solve the border crisis, then they would not have anything to run with at election time. They would have no reason to reach out to that minority... Uh, whoever of immigrants coming across to be their voting block, Jim. They do not want to solve this. They don't want the, to solve the abortion. GOP they don't want to solve this. Even the GOP won't nope, even. That's not agree true. Agree to passing a DACA no, bill. No, that's for not true. Kids that have been over here for years. Trump in his very first term jobs. But nobody wants to sit down and say, let's make let's give these folks a path of citizenship. Trump in his very first term said, I will give you DACA. I will give you DACA if you will build the wall. He said that very first year. And it was crickets because why the Democrats cannot let go of this topic or they lose all that election base. I'm telling you, this no, is that, yes, it, it, it takes true. 10 years for non-citizen to be naturalized, to become a citizen. Debbie, you know that and everybody knows that. So when they come over across the, the border, they're not going to be an instant voters. Jim, have you when have when have you filled out a voter's registration card? 
Because all you have to do is have a license, and you check a box, and it turns it in. I guarantee we've got illegal you have immigrants. You to be a citizen of this country to vote, Well, baby. but uh, that's what I'm saying, Jim. They are not checking it. Are you taking a birth certificate in with this voter they registration code? They have to have documentation. They have this to have a driver's license. And right now, there's a lot of states that give illegals a driver's license. Nope, that's not correct. Okay. Well, no, you you got some bad information. I don't know where you get it. If you if you go down there to uh, to to the voting registration on trade winds, they're going to ask you for documentation to register. And if you're going to hand them mail. You got to produce documentation that you are a citizen to register to vote. So that's a mute point about. They're going to be voters. I'm going to prove to you that that's not the case. Okay, I'm going to bring it in and I'm going to show you how this works. We are letting people in that are not legal citizens of the United States. They're not being checked and they are voting. And we have got that's to. That's not true. That's just okay. Not then true. I'm going to prove it to you. That I'm going to prove it to you. What have you true. got to say, Mike? What do you think? Well, I was just going to say that the one thing that, that concerns me about it is that every time I've gone in to vote and I did not have my cardboard voters card with me the only the only uh point of id that i was asked for was my driver's license exactly and okay but you're in the base mike you're in the network base for being a registered voter so we hand out voter registration cards all the time jim that you can fill these out and send them in you can fill them out and if you if you haven't been registered duly registered as a voter in this country you can't vote but I, I can. I use my driver's But I can register to vote, vote when I get my license. When you get your license, when you get your license, I have they that do option that. to register to vote when I get my license. And I, and again, and I have used that option. Yep. And I was never asked for right. any ID. for any proof your of birth. citizenship or anything else like that right. when I filled that out. Right. So you know, yes, I was an honest citizen doing that, but I also know, you know, there are people who will fill that out. Uh, and I know there was a big, big to do about illegal aliens getting driver's licenses in the state of Tennessee several years ago and 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 i think it's still kind of in the back it's on it more on the back burner now but it's still yeah. there uh and so if my driver's license becomes my only point of proof and i can get my voter's registration card through my driver's license there's right. a there's some circular there's some circular evidence there that's that that keeps feeding back on itself that uh i'm just i'm very very leery about now am i going to say it's that it's the the only way they do it? No, no. but, but it's are. it's a it's a they system that scares me. I'll put it that way. They may get information from your past state that you lived in, Mike. Sometimes that's transferable. When and, and when your last you state that you lived in was Guadalajara, you know, <laughs> right, right. You know, no, it's, the we I think we all agree that the election process has to be protected, has to be held. Uh, in the utmost of protection of anything, because if we don't have free and fair elections, and I'm talking free and fair, that the citizens that are paying the bills are the ones that gets to vote, period, then we're never a guarantee of anything if our voter process is, is weakened. I haven't or heard of any voter fraud in our county or in the state. It looks like the elections went well. Nobody claimed fraud. Nobody claimed, you know, there were a few difficulties in, in the system, but that was handled appropriately. It wasn't enough to change the results of elections. So but thank God for Tennessee, who's strong works. on that, Jim. But there's other states that we've got players well, in this country that, and, and, and we've got Here's, foreign countries that want to dilute and 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 
Well, here's another pr- issue that, yeah, I, right, that I have. Sure. That, that if I have, again, let's go back to our, my ID situation. You know, if my ID, if I've managed to to subvert the ID process, and a lot of people have, then it doesn't register as voter fraud. No, that's right. Even though the vote should be illegal and stuff like that, it doesn't register because they're listed with right. their driver's license. Right. And well, so, yeah, yeah. To me, that's that's a. I think our citizenship, our path to citizenship, needs to be a lot tighter, um, and that to get any kind of government assistance or, or something like that, you need to be in that path. Uh, you don't just get it because you show up on our shores. And you know, if you want to, you want to come. I'm welcome. You come in. Do the things you need to do. Yes, I know. I, I agree with you, Jim. We need to streamline our path to citizenship. That is, it is a messy, messy way to get it. But at least it's the system we've got right now. So yeah, but it's highly discriminatory, Mike. And you know, why, okay, why do you say that, Jim? Come in, the other wait, can't. No, you know? why, why do you say that? Why do you say that? Because one ethnic group can come in. Cubans can come in. They put one toe on the shore, and they can seek asylum. Others get sent back from Haiti, Jamaica, and in Mexico, Guatemala, Nicaragua. They get sent back if they're not approved for asylum. Cubans don't have to prove it. They just come over and well, they become a, in the system. They get in the system. Well, right now, if someone steps across the border, they automatically get assigned a social security card. They get assigned. No, 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 they no, get no, assigned. No, no, they no, get assigned no. a phone. They get assigned money. Yeah, they get got, assigned. That's uh, a conspiracy. No, that, that Jim, is not true. Jim, they are assigning. Uh, I know everything that are working have no security numbers. No security numbers. They just have a green card to work. I'm talking. I, I understand the green card and the H H two or N one visas, whatever those are. But I, I'm I'm telling you right now, as people come across the border, Jim, they are being given everything to get started here. You know, this is you know, not the way the it was big, on Ellis Island. So that's the big dig. Employers that have illegal folks working for them are taking out security, uh, 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 Social Security taxes most of the time and they get no benefits from it they work they pay social security to this country and they get no benefits they get ostracized well jim that's one of the big issues dealing with the 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 immigrant problem well our show's over i think we've got he's wounding it up over here jim so we'll see you tomorrow clayton Delk, feel better I'm Debbie Matthews for Three Dudes with a View. We love you, Columbia. Have an awesome day. Have a great day, Del. Drink more nickel. Returns for